Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. I don't really want to record this podcast right now. It doesn't feel like something that I'm excited to do. It feels like something that I have to do. It just kind of feels like an item that needs to get crossed off the list so I can move on to the next thing. And that's that's been really tricky for me to deal with. And in the in the sea of everything else that's going on, this podcast is really important to it's really important to our business. It's really important to the the entity that is Cat and Cloud because it's given us so much. It's been a huge part of why we've been able to do the things we do, the reach that we've had, the people that we've been able to connect with, and something seemingly as simple as some of the friends that we've been able to make. I was just in Las Vegas for a huge automotive show and went to explore the coffee scene there and had random people that I'd never met before come up to me and say, hey, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. It's really helped me through some trying times in my business. Some people said it helped them through some trying times just in their personal life. And they love the the openness and the honesty and our willingness to share things on a platform that not a ton of people really, you know, not a ton of people will go above and beyond and just kind of put it all out there. And that's fair. I don't think everybody has to. There, there is something to be said for sharing too much in our, in our world today. It seems like it's really natural to feel like you know, oh, if you have a thought or if you have an idea, let's just publish that. You know, let's tweet that. Let's uh, make an Instagram post around that. Let's turn that into a YouTube video. And I see this pop up even in my own journaling for a long time. I was journaling for my own mental health, but I started writing in a way that was like, okay, well, what if I need to make this into content? What if I need to turn this into something that someone else is going to read? And that definitely influenced how I was processing my own feelings, how I was writing in my own journal. And I noticed myself just not being super honest with myself. And that was... That was really, really, that was kind of a, a, a tricky situation for me. So yeah, you, we don't need to share everything, but it, it's been really fun and helpful for us to share little bits and pieces. And it, it serves a couple couple purposes. The The first purpose it's a, it serves is to just kind of 
tell tell stories and that's kind of how the blog which preceded the podcast and then the podcast started we had this urge to tell stories there were things that lived inside our minds that we felt we needed to get out there uh partially for the benefit of other people contributing to a culture kind of doing some cultural change seeing the way certain things were going and and thinking we could provide a voice that was counter to and what we thought would be a better more healthy direction for the culture of the industry that we participated in secondly you know is really self-serving mentally because sitting on stuff sitting on stuff sitting on stuff having the idea that you have these really strange ways of thinking that nobody else really resonates with or no one seems to agree with and just having those way on your brain and way on your brain and way on your brain feels good to get some of those out there and through the process of getting those out there we've kind of discovered that you know oh man some of the ways that we're thinking we're not really alone in those ways it's it's kind of when you know you're in a group of people and you feel like you're the outcast and everybody else is really really best best friends and you know through the course of whatever's happening at that evening or that event you open up start talking a little more and then realize that you know three or four of the other people in the group felt the exact same way and now everyone's just so happy that that's out in the open that someone has kind of staked this claim and stepped forward and said hey I actually feel like this. Does anybody else feel like that? And that has been been really nice to know that we're not alone in the world that some of our ideas around business and culture are, you know, being scooped up by people. And you know, none of this stuff we invented, right? They there's people who have had these ideas in tandem and way before us on different like all kinds of varying scales. So, to being a voice for for some people has been really helpful. The third and kind of unintended um, benefit to our organization from from this podcast is is really it's turned in to a sales funnel, a really amazing sales funnel. Um, a ton of our wholesale partners, a ton of people who do business with us on a regular basis were referenced to us through this podcast they found us by you know referral from a friend of a friend hey you should listen to this podcast hey you should listen to this podcast and through those referrals through people getting close with us and digging into what we're all about people feel very comfortable with us or at least maybe the people that resonate with us feel comfortable with us but in a nutshell people just kind of know what we're all about and if you know what someone's all about and you're looking for something similar, it, it makes it a real easy choice. You know, if you have a business and you want to start a coffee company, you have the dream to bring coffee to the people and you want to do business in a certain way and that way lines up with us, it's, it's really obvious that we're going to be an amazing wholesale provider for you. It, you don't even really have to shop around because it, it's so clear, plain as day, what we believe, what we're about. And if you resonate with that, hell yeah, we're going to be your best choice. There's no one else doing what we're doing. And I, I firmly, I firmly believe that. And for people who, you know, don't have a platform like that, you're relying on other forms of marketing, other forms of storytelling, 
but it might not be as obvious to some people what they're all about. You know, pick two large specialty coffee companies, look at their branding, look at their marketing. Uh, a lot of it's probably going to be the same, see, seem the same, just kind of feel the same. And then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to go like, okay, I'm going to call these people and I talk to their rep and he feels kind of cool and he seems like he's all right and the coffee tastes pretty good. And, but I, I don't know. So I got to call this other person. I talked to their rep and she seems like she's pretty on point and super friendly, really knowledgeable about coffee and their coffee tastes pretty good too. And now I have to choose and I'm choosing based on at that point, maybe quality, maybe branding. You know, I, I vibe with the aesthetic of, of one organization more than the other. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I'm going to make my decision. And that's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's been really cool to see this podcast be almost like these like squid suction cup kind of tentacles that just grab on to people who are similar to us, because that is the most fun way to do business, you know, doing business with people who believe the same things that you believe. I've worked in wholesale before, uh, you know, a title that I previously held, you know how much I love titles. If you listen slash burn your business cards, get rid of your titles, check your ego at the door. None of that shit matters, but head of business development. Wow. Did I feel grown up? Did I feel really cool? I felt just, you know, man, I call my mom, mom, look at my business card. One, it says head of that. That means I'm really important. Two, it says business development. Now, if you ever had a grown-up job, business development, that that fucking sounds like a grown-up job. That's where people make money. You know what I'm saying? Literally developing business. Can you think of a like a more gnarly job? Damn, I was important. Uh head of business development. And we had uh we had a wholesale program and we sold coffee to people and it was big. And a lot of people really really enjoyed it. Um, but we had, we had a, a different metric of success. You know, if you listen back to the last podcast episode on defining your own metrics of success, our metrics of success were based mostly on growth poundage, you know, growing the business, uh, doing business with like-minded people wasn't really at the core of what we, of what we were, what we were getting at. And the process of onboarding new accounts, getting new accounts and we would even back in the day we would call it scoring new accounts or winning new accounts which i really don't like that terminology because people aren't there to be one you know other organizations aren't there as a notch in your belt or like a you know a notch on your bedpost it's that's just not uh, that that doesn't seem like good business to me but it, it was really tedious to onboard new people because We'd often find ourselves getting in bidding wars with other coffee companies. We'd really have to sell really hard because why we were different or why we were best for them wasn't really incredibly clear. Uh, people coming in thought the brand was awesome. They thought it looked great. They knew it was popular, so that that was like a good that was a good selling point straight out of the gate. But there was no strong sense of emotional connection with it with us. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we had to, we had to do all of these things to kind of convince people that, uh, we were, we were the right people for them. And now several years into this cat and cloud situation, 
we don't really have to do any of that. The process of onboarding new accounts is relatively easy in that aspect. I don't want to diminish anything that Mark and Alex do because whereas before in my coffee career, maybe we were expending a lot of energy trying to win people over, trying to bring people into full, into the fold, trying to stack that number. Now we expend just as much, probably more energy, trying to take care of the people who have found us and know that we're a great natural fit for them. And that's one of the really interesting things about having a platform like this, having the ability to tell a story is once you put that story out into the world, you have to really own up to that story. You can't just say something and not do it because the people who think they resonate with you that come over because of the story that you tell will soon discover that like, hey, I'm here for the story. The only problem is the story's not true. The story is kind of a lie. And that makes me feel taken advantage of. It makes me feel used. You know, I spent my time and energy coming to you with all these hopes and dreams. And really you just, it's, it's just a marketing tool for you. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, there's no truth to it at all. So that's one of the, one of the big downsides of having a platform like this is you really, really got to own it. So we spend a lot of time really, really owning it. And that feels less like work than trying to convince people that you need to be their friend or they need to be your friend. That's better work. That's that's more engaging work uh, for us anyway, for the for the people who we employ, for the people who partake in, you know, Alex and Mark. It's <laughs> I I laugh because it's funny the I talk to other people who do wholesale in coffee and in various industries. And for the size of our company, which, you know, we're not super big, but we by far have the smallest wholesale um, department ever. It's literally two people. And with, with those two people, the systems are kind of set up. Alex is really great at planning. He's really great at setting out goals and achieving them. He's, he's one of my favorite doers. I think, you know, he's a, he's a get it done kind of person. Um, he's created good systems to where he's actually been able to do some other projects that are going to hopefully be somewhat of a similar, uh, similar pipeline as, as this podcast is, you know, introduce us to more people. Um, and that's that's really really fun and it's interesting to to start something like that now and be fully aware that like hey this is a sales pipeline like we are doing this in an effort to bring people on board and at one point in my life i i feel like maybe i could see that as a little disingenuous you know doing something just to get a sale but it's less about you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and what you're doing it for and who you're doing it for. And well, let me unpack that. That was a lot of what's, who's, and why's. Any great marketing, any great storytelling is really about 
service. You know, the the overused term in in the digital space right now is you know you got to provide value. You got to provide value, 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 value. And as corny as that sounds, it it really it really is true. If you can make things that help other people, more specifically, help the kind of people that you want to help. That's a great value to the organization. And I don't think there's anything wrong with sending out a beacon that says, hey, consider us. You know, you need someone. We're we're here. We're someone. And we're probably the best for you. Um, and I don't know. I have a really hard time with soapboxy type stuff. And it, it's, it's always felt the term of marketing has always felt a little bit strange to me and, and, a, and a little bit forced. But seeing it through through that service lens and be like hey if someone's out there if you're out there right now and you're going to start a coffee roasting company and you would be really vibing with what we're doing we kind of owe it to you to send out that smoke signal to shoot that flare up in the air that says hey check it out look at us consider us we're actually going to make your life better sure there there is um there's a great benefit to us adding an account, but the the real benefit is to you because you're going to end up with the best coffee provider possible for you, which is going to make your business journey amazing. So entering into that little, okay, here's another piece of our pipeline. It's just, it's like a, it's a really, really interesting time because as we become, okay, th- not we, now we're going to transition into the into the eye kind of situation as i've become more aware of what the podcast is is quote unquote for how people see the podcast or just really the benefit that it is to the organization i feel a lot of pressure to make it a certain way i feel a lot of pressure to i don't know uh make it resonate with with a certain group of people which i think the beauty of the podcast in the beginning was I really didn't give a fuck who it resonated with because the people that it was right for would find it and they would they would love it. And as something becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, you have more and more and more and more eyes on it and that uh, that can change the way you do things. You know, success can change the way you you operate for the worst. It's um you know, let's say you, you start something because, you know, you have a strong idea about how the world should be. You put something into play. You're, you're a tiny little organization, you know, one or two people, even a handful of people. No one's watching you, you know. No one's looking at your Twitter feed. No one's looking at your Instagram feed. No one's following you anywhere. You have a website, but, you know, you got a couple a couple visitors a day. What you have is freedom of exploration. You can literally do whatever you want with little to no consequence. You, you can try out something new. You, you can start a new project that goes down in flames. And guess what? Nobody's going to see it. So you can just move on from that, shel- shelve that project, pivot, do something else, experiment, do, some, do another thing that just blows up in your face. Totally ridiculous. Again, nobody's really watching. The stakes are relatively low. You can pivot again. And out of all these little cool experiments, each time you do an experiment, you learn something, you learn what you're good at, you learn where you don't need to go. At some point, you know, one of those things is going to be a winner. 
And once you have that winner, whew, that feels really good. You're, you're, you're in a good place. And then you can kind of rinse and repeat that process all the while feeling really safe, really protected because no one's really looking at you. When you have a bit more of a platform, when you have a little bit more of a following, when you have more eyes on you, you, you have a little bit of that built-in pressure to get, okay, cool, I got all these people that follow us. They're like really tuned into what they do and I, I owe it to them to do things that are gonna make them happy and also I can't mess up now because if I mess up, everyone's gonna see it everyone's going to talk about it. It's going to be very public. It's going to be very visible. And it's just going, it's just going to, you know, to, to ruin everything. And this, this can lead to a couple of different mindsets. The, the first thing that it can lead to is, you know, paralysis by analysis. I got all these eyes on me. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to keep doing the same thing that I've been doing forever. I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to stay in the safe place. I'm effectively doing nothing. I am where I am. This seems to be working out. Uh, we're going to hold the line here. That is a really, really big problem because whatever success you have right now is going to run out. There is a finite timeline on the success that you're having from what you're doing. If you are crushing it in X area of the market and just stay there, the market's going to move on without you. Trends are going to evolve. The things that people want are going, they're going to pivot. They're going, you know, they're just going to take one little step here, one little step there, one little step here. Then all of a sudden you're not relevant anymore and you don't understand why. Like well, you're, we're always, we're doing what we've always done. This is what's always been giving us amazing return. And it just, where'd everybody go? Nobody cares about us anymore um, because you know you were just you just stood there you, you didn't do anything. the The other thing that this can lead to is you can get into that FOMO zone, that kind of copycat zone. So okay, now we we're we have a company about this big. We have this many followers, this many people engaging with us. You know, this many uh, customers coming into our online store, and, and you know, big companies like this do things like that. So let's look at these other big companies, these other templates of success and just copy what they're doing. So if you're in, you know, if you're in the in the coffee industry, you might see some of those big companies as, you know, maybe Intelligentsia, Blue Bottle, Stumptown, whatever. If you're in selling something digitally, you you might look at someone like Amazon. But the problem is, is you will never be better versions of those companies than those companies are for themselves. You know, if you're trying to produce a platform that can sell things, uh, commodity-based commodities, and deliver them cheaply and easily, i.e., exactly what Amazon is doing, you are in for a total shit show because you are never going to do that better than Amazon. It's just not going to happen. You're knocking out Amazon, Amazon. And you're not going to out blue bottle, blue bottle, and so forth and so on. So you can really get into trouble trying to emulate the success, quote unquote, success of others who you see are in your same sphere. Like now we're in this sphere. We're playing with the big dogs right now. We got to we gotta really ante up and go for this. So th those are two ways it can go wrong. You can do nothing or you can go 
you can go copycat. The preferred method, the thing that feels kind of maybe scary, feels kind of out there, but is probably the best way to go is to just take a deep breath and realize, you know, we probably have a certain amount of raving fans, people, people that are ride or die. They're down with us for life, no matter what. And those people are going to stick with us through thick and thin. Those people are so tuned in, tied into our culture that if we continue to experiment like we have done and have a bunch of failures, they're not really going to care. They're going to ride with us through those failures and they're going to stick it out to the other side because they believe and they understand that through that experimentation, through those slumps, comes the good stuff that they really value. You know, maybe they're the trendsetters, maybe they're early adopters, they're first to market kind of people. They want to be a part of that situation. So if you're a company that doesn't experiment, they don't want anything to do with you. They get it. And the, the the other group, maybe, you know, there's some there's always people who participate in your organization casually. You know, we've definitely sold coffee to people who don't deeply resonate with our culture. They just simply wanted coffee. And that's fine because the coffee's delicious. You could do a lot worse with your coffee. But there's people that casually participate in your organization. And those people, when you screw up, when you mess up, they don't even notice. They don't even care. The idea that we're at the center of everyone else's universe is an incredibly selfish one. It's very self-inflating and it's it's borderline it's borderline paranoid in in some ways. And it's really powerful to be able to let go of those expectations and say, "Hey, you know what? I can just show up how I am. I can show up as me. I can show up doing what what I want to do, which is serve this group of people that I feel really connected to and and, and do it in my own way, in a way that's going to benefit others. And there's there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to like it. I'm going to do I'm going to do stuff that, you know, bumps people out. I'm going to do stuff that people aren't going to notice. I'm going to do I'm I'm actually so insignificant. So insignificant except to that group that's at the core that's really going to be with you through thick and thin. So, where I'm kind of going with this whole situation is I'm I'm kind of been experiencing some of those feelings around the podcast lately to where it's kind of slowly morphed from uh, a place where I can share feelings, a place where I can feel a strong connection with a certain group of people. And I become more and more aware that it is indeed a sales funnel for us. And that leads to a lot of, of pressure. Um, the pressure is even multiplied when I have to do when I do it by myself, um, because it's, I, I don't know that I almost feel the weight of the organization on my shoulders right now. How can I create, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of 30 minutes of, of content that's going to attract people to our organization and make people want to do business with us all by myself, if it's a day that I'm feeling maybe, you know, a little off or maybe I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable or like I don't want to be vulnerable. Um, 
how how do I how do I do how do I do that? And I know that that is a completely completely it's a losing mindset. It's it's not going one having that mindset is is not going to feed me. It's it's not going to improve the it's not going to improve my life at all. And it's not going to lead to me creating something that actually resonates with people that I want to resonate with anyway. You know, it's it's like this slow burn of me turning into the people that I hate, which are the big box marketers, which are the people that show up in your Instagram DMs or in your spam email folder. And it's like, hey, can we have lunch? Uh, we offer brand building tools to take your game to the next level. We can introduce you to this, that, and this many other people. And we're really, we're really, uh, we're, we're keeping it on fire with the sales. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up for collaborations. It's going to be sick. And those, those people, never read i can't stand them but there's there is this little bit of pressure so i today have started recording this podcast probably co close to six or seven times and each time i've gotten four minutes into it turned it off kicked and screamed and sweared and be like i don't want to do this and what's going completely right this time is that i just pushed record i just hit record and said whatever I feel like I'm going to say and I'm going to let the truest version of me come out and I think maybe this is therapy and a lesson to myself because this feels really good it feels really natural um, and it's it's super refreshing whereas when I right when I hit record I'm like dude this feels like work I don't want to do it now I'm feeling like I would do this every day even if nobody listens, because I'm, it, it just makes me feel so good. I'm, I'm getting some intrinsic joy about it. And knowing that we have an audience, thank you for listening, that is keyed into what we do. And someone else is going to feel the same way and get a little boost of energy out of this. Even it, it just adds, you know, it's just like frosting on the cake. It's just taking it to that next level. And I think we can all learn from a little bit of that you know we can all we can all be who we are and it's going to be okay we might not be the most popular we might not make the biggest waves but we will make the waves that matter that's it y'all hope everyone has a good week stay dialed i'll catch you on the flip side peace so after talking about using the podcast as a sales funnel and a means to generate revenue, here I will shamelessly introduce you to a few new things on the website that you can partake in and join in the cat and cloud fun. Coffee. Our coffee menu rotates quite often. So if you click on coffee on the homepage, you'll see the new stuff right away. The crowd favorite at the cafes has been the Las Lajas from Costa Rica. It's a yellow honey processed coffee from the Las Lajas mill. I've been there. Everyone's jiving off of it. It's, it's pretty real. It's got some of that red raspberry. It's got these tangerine vibes and it hits on a lot of different cylinders. So if you like complex coffees, that will be one 
for you. On the merch side of things, two just ridiculous things. The first one is this Blues Brothers inspired t-shirt by our very own Michael Foy. This is one of my favorite designs ever. It's got some neon hits in it. It's got the we're on a mission from God vibe. I have a sticker of it on my computer and there's only two stickers on my laptop. That is one of them. If that's not gonna sell you, I don't know what will. The second thing is Amir Tumblr uh, by Nick Vargas. And this thing is just as bananas. If you love color, do you love rainbows? Do you love lightning bolts? Do you love birds? Do you love flowers? Do you love cats lounging in a bed of lilacs? Check it out. If you just wanna see some of the most awesome artistic shenanigans that'll go down, Go to catandcloud.com, check out the merch, check out the coffee, get your shit together, and we'll get you back. You know what I'm saying? Bye.